And welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Funny, Always Awkward. This is a podcast about nothing and everything, especially being a hot fucking mess. Because I'm a mess. My name is Maddie and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Grace. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to, before we chat about our week, I'm going to do a little disclaimer for our listeners. Mm. Is that normally... I do like a little radio sketch Mm. at the beginning of our episodes and you might have noticed that there was not one. Today we're going to do something different. We're going to do an unscripted episode and what I mean by that is that we don't have a plan. Mm. I don't have a tell me about it segment planned which I know we all love. It is my favorite part of the pod (laughs) but it's a lot of work to prepare. Yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of work to go through everyone's responses. I love doing it and I love the segment but I think that Grace and I often have really interesting chats well, I think they're interesting. I No, I know they're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're interesting. And I often like feel bad because I have to cut it off because we have a time limit and I don't want these episodes to be too long. And I really want to get to the stories at the end. But I just thought as, a, as an option for us, like a different kind of episode, we're going to do these every now and then. Mm. We're just going to chat about topics that interest us or something that's popular, something that's trending, um, and just have a little chat. It might be a little less funny. That's why the title of the pod is <laughs> Sometimes Funny, because it might not be funny. This but could I- be awkward. <laughs> well, look, yeah, it's on brand. Yeah. Um, so that's a little disclaimer for you that this is an unscripted episode and yeah. this will be something that we will continue doing. Um, but please give us the feedback if you enjoyed it. It feels very weird for me because I'm a prepared lady. You, you like things with structure. I really love structure. So I like- personally get to just arrive and just do this every day I mean you're brilliant at <laughs> it it's just me unscripted Maddie does all the prep work I'll make that that's my disclaimer nothing's changing for me today <laughs> well, yeah I guess this is how you feel but I just, but I'm very relaxed with the feeling I'm just laughing at the like yeah I just rock up yeah you just rock up no and I mean you're brilliant at it and Thanks. I and I love it and so yeah this feels very strange for me to be sitting like I'm sitting on my hands right now because I don't know what to do with myself because normally I'll have like a laptop in front of me with like a prepared episode mm. and today I don't do you feel very raw yeah very vulnerable yeah maybe this will be like an open space yeah you know, things will safe come space out. safe yeah, space safe space that's what i meant it's an like open safe space <laughs> we'll talk about our deepest darkest secrets amazing um which <laughs> i don't know how comfortable i am sharing all of that i mean i do share a lot about my yeah. life on here but yeah how do you- i think i get too far into my bodily functions sometimes (laughs) this is why like every tell me about it call out they're always submitting like poo stories yeah because one time you said in an episode you like something about poo stories make me so happy that was your quote something and so now all I get are poo stories but I do enjoy them yeah they are they're so fun I actually really love hearing the stories from our followers but yeah today today we're gonna have a a chill one yeah this is raw it's a (laughs) raw Is that what it's called? It feels very like radio show at two in the morning. Yes. You know? Like, no one's listening. <laughs> no one's listening. So people just try random things and they're like, let's yeah. see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. This might not be released. It might be really shit. But I just thought it would be cool. Um. Anyway, Grace, how's your week been? How are you? I'm good. I, I was diagnosed with um gestational diabetes. So that's been like at the forefront of my mind this last week. And we were talking about it earlier, but I was saying I like – don't have the best diet in general. Like I do love eating junk food and I don't like eat lots of small meals. I eat like, you know, 
the big meals and then I'm like, mm. oh, I need a nap afterwards. <laughs> and none of the things that I'm used to are compatible with oh. being a diabetic. So is this something that I learning. should be like giving you condolences for? Like, is this really terrible news? I w- <laughs> no, it's not. I it's actually it's fairly common, right? It is. It is. It's actually like quite common. I think uh, I feel like I heard a statistic of like 20% of women oh, that okay. are pregnant might like might get gestational diabetes. It's super manageable. Like, just change of diet and so like lifestyle for me at least will um like really help and as long as I keep on top of my diet there's no real added risks to my baby which is amazing that's good but diet is my hardest thing so I'm like "Ah." you're already a picky eater aren't you (laughs) yes I'm like already I've had tantrums um (laughs) like lots of and like Tom Tom, my partner's been like it's really like it's okay like it's all good like it's manageable no it's not things that can happen and I was like this is my hardest thing what happens after you have the baby does do you go back to normal yeah oh yeah I think it's like a very low chance like very very of like staying diabetic and then if you have another baby is, is it likely for you to get it again? I think it's equal risk okay. as before. I don't think I'm more inclined to get it. Okay. It just depends because it's all about how your body metabolizes sugars through your placenta, right. which is hormone-based, I found out. Oh, so. fuck the hormones. I know, the hormones I... raging inside of oh, me, making hormones. me cry all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. What was I'm... the last thing you cried about? Food. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, I've had, like, a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I... When I found out that I had diabetes, I no lie, like, cried for, like, 18 hours. <laughs> I just was like, Aww. Yeah, so you're very happy sharing this news with me now, but I can imagine it would have been hard at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it took, like, a few days for me mm. to, like, get over the initial hump. And, like, it would be, I'd, like, stop crying. And I think Tom would be like, oh, okay, cool, like, we're getting through this. And then, like, <laughs> something would happen and I'd just start, like, welling up again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so tough. It is, it's yeah. Hard. Oh, I'm really sorry that that happened. Oh, of all the things, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, worst things can happen. Absolutely. But still not fun. Yeah. Not fun. But we're getting through it, you know? We live and we learn and we eat lots of small meals. <laughs> I, I get two breakfasts now. It's hey, nice. that's two breakfasts. That's better than one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> I didn't eat it all. I haven't eaten it all today. Oh, I'm eat going breakfast. I know. I'm going, my sister's wedding is in five weeks. My, so exciting. It is exciting, but I no longer fit into my bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> and neither does my older sister either. So she, we've both recently gone up a size. So she's, you know, happily in a relationship. And I, you know, for me, whenever I'm in a relationship, I always put on weight. Because oh, you're yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So she's put Love on a weight. bit of weight. So she's gone up a size because of her relationship. And she's also like, she does pole dancing. So she's very mm. muscle. Like mm-hmm. it's muscle as she's well. She's toning up. I've put on weight because I'm working from home now. I'm not as active as I used to be because working in retail, I was on my feet eight mm-hmm. hours a day. Mm-hmm. So I've gone up a size as well, which I don't have a problem with. Mm. But it's I still re- happy weight, you know? <laughs> yeah, I did. I just, I really didn't want to have to lose weight for a wedding. As in, I didn't want to have to fit into the dress. So we have bought new dresses. Yeah, good. Because I was just like, I'm... Your clothes are meant to fit you. You're not meant to fit your clothes. Exactly. Like, so it's, I'm just like, it's a bad game. It's in five weeks' time. I'm not going through that. Mm. But I am kind of still, part of me is still kind of being like, I am going to have a conscious, make a conscious effort to be a little bit more active so that mm. I just feel comfortable on the day. 
Yeah, right. I don't want to feel like that I look bloated. You know, there's going to be a lot of photos taken and it's just my own mental comfort mm. is why I'm doing it. How many bridesmaids are there? Just us two, me and my oh, sister. Oh, that's going to so be So I'm nice. one of three girls. It's my youngest sister getting married, but this mm. is the third time she's tried to get married because it's been postponed so many times. Yeah. She's actually already married. They eloped okay. um, on their 10-year anniversary. They're like childhood sweethearts. That's so sweet. I set them up. Stop. It was Well, I was dating a guy at the time and I was at his 18th birthday party and Taylor, my brother-in-law. That was weird to say that. I've never oh. called him my brother-in-law. I feel so adult. Formerly friend, now brother-in-law. <laughs> well, he was there. He was friends with my ex-boyfriend. And so at his 18th birthday, I set them up. Oh. Because Sinead was very shy. She's like, he looks very cute. And I was like, okay, Taylor, come here. Sinead, come here. Talk. <laughs> and I was How like, old was your sister? 16. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Two been together. Well, 12 years now. They're 12 years now. And so they're finally having like the ceremony ceremony. And then it's just me and my older sister as the (laughs) bridesmaids. It's going to be gorgeous. I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited for it to finally happen for for them. Well, isn't the groom's family from overseas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So So they're from from the UK, but they live in Papua New Guinea. Right. So they're coming down. We're going to have like a Christmas wedding. So it's like a whole thing to try and get them overseas as well. So when it cancels, it's like it's not just that you're giving up a weekend. Like I've flown here yeah this is yeah. a bit of an issue and then like we did a couple a couple of episodes ago like early on we did that episode on weddings are a scam and mm. like I just think this experience of having a wedding postponed so many times mm. has really like changed my opinions on weddings and like who the wedding's for but we won't yeah. get into it we have a whole two episodes <laughs> about it so if you want to go listen go listen to the weddings are a scam episode we've already shared our thoughts <laughs> we're, there. we've already talked about it not saying i like i love weddings and i like love going to them i just They're think so much fun some of the things that you have to pay for are just stupid um Been there. I, another thing that happened to me this week mm. i'll share with you um i got ghosted on the weekend i cannot get a date <laughs> i slid into someone's dms on the weekend too left on red i don't know what's going on <laughs> Well, you're very cute. Thanks. You know, you're very personable. I was like on TikTok recently and it was like these two women talking about the worst things that people in relationships say to like single people. And I was was like, (laughs) I was reading, I was like watching it and I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, that's valid. It's valid. All the things that they were saying was valid. Oh, he's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love saying the moment you stop looking for it is when you'll find it. And I know that's so infuriating. I've said it to someone before, though. I have When I was in a relationship, I used to say that to my sister all the time. I'm like, if you stop looking, you'll It'll find come. It. Because the thing is, I had never really been in a relationship. Sorry. I'm sorry to my high school boyfriend when I was 12. It was a real relationship. 12 doesn't count. <laughs> I know that's why it's not. Okay, but it was real. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Other than that, I don't want to do I don't want to discredit Nathan, my my 12-year-old boyfriend. You were great. But my first real relationship with Tom and yes. I was like, am I broken? Like no one wants me. Oh. And the I was like planning to move to Melbourne. I'd like made the decision to move to Melbourne and then like 4 days later I met Tom. Yeah. So like I knew that when I was out and about, I wasn't like thinking like, oh, maybe I'll meet someone. That'll be exciting. So I was like, well, I can't meet anyone. I'm going to move to Melbourne and it wouldn't make sense anyway. And then I met Tom. So I feel like it's such an annoying thing to say, but I really back it. No, and it's it's the real thing. I know that it's true. I know that it is. And it's happened to me before. There was like a time in my life when I met my ex-boyfriend. I just decided to stop looking and then Mm. I met him. Yeah. And I I know that it's true. But there's part of me now that's just like, but I want it now. I know. And it's like... Shut the fuck up because if I 
stop thinking about it. I'm still thinking about I'm it. I'm still thinking you know, about like, it. It's what I want. It's at the forefront of my mind. Everyone is always talking about relationships. Yeah, and everyone in my life is getting married and having babies. Thanks, Grace. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's well, not anyway. like, <laughs> no, and it's not like I have to have that to complete me. It's just like it would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice to have a person. I have a friend of mine who hasn't been in a relationship in like like a few years. Like I, I'm going to guess like three or four years. And... Anytime, like, you ask her, like, oh, hey, how are you going? Like, are you looking for anything? She's always like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm so content. And she genuinely means it. And it got to the point where she was like, stop asking me. Like, it's not a it's not a problem that I don't want to see anyone. And I was like, you're right. It's really not. But it's That's... so strange. Not strange, but it's, like, not the regular thing that you hear from people that have been single, especially people that have been single for extended periods of time. That is really interesting mm. because, like, it's almost like our um, societal kind of expectations or norm mm. that if you're single, you must be you looking. Should be looking. Yeah, yeah. And I was, like, imposing that on them. That's quite funny. Yeah, and they had to, like, call me out on it. And it was really valid. And it was like... They are really happy with themselves. They're happy with where they are in life. Like they're going out, they're socializing, they're seeing everyone that they want to see. Their life is whole. Yeah, they feel whole and they don't want anything else right now. That's really interesting. I like that. I mean, I have loved being single. Mm. I've loved it. And I've been single for two years. And I actually think that I wouldn't be where I am right now in my life. Mm. If I wasn't single, because who I am in a relationship, I'm like, I will give everything to this person. I mean, my last relationship was a little bit more intense. Like I didn't really have much free time, Mm. but I actually don't think that I would have achieved any of what I've achieved in the last because this all of this has happened for me in just over 12 months time. Yeah. And I don't think any of that would have happened if I was in a relationship. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that I had to be single now and it had to happen the way that it has. Well, I mean, to do what you do, you've got to be really focused on yourself. Oh, my God. And like in a relationship. I, d- I don't like the trope that in a relationship you have to lose yourself. Like, I don't I don't think that's entirely true. No. But you do have to, like, constantly be factoring in someone else in your life. Yes. And focusing on ensuring that they're okay. And so obviously, like, you want to spend time with them. But even that in that short relationship I had earlier in this year, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I shouldn't be spending this much time editing or I shouldn't be spending this much time on social media. Because, mm. you know, there's that thing where, like, if being on your phone is rude, right? Yeah. But this is my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there would be times when I would be like at his house and I'd be like, just give me like an hour. I have to do some posting. But I would feel like this part of me that I was like, I can't be doing this. Mm. If I'm in a relationship, if I'm at someone's house, I should be spending my time with them. And I, I still haven't figured out myself. And this is why the relationship for me didn't work because I still haven't figured out how to give my time to someone else and not feel like I'm not that they're stealing my time. But I'm still like this part of me that's almost like this is me. I need like I need trying to figure out new boundaries. It's it's boundaries because I'm really bad at setting boundaries. Is this the longest that you've ever been single? Yes. So it's probably the longest that you've ever like been able to do exactly what you want when you want. Exactly. And like to relinquish that power is yeah scary. It is scary. I've been in relationships and this is why my friend calls me monogamous Mary. It's because (laughs) like from the age of 16 until I was 27, I have been in long-term relationships with different people, Mm. like not all the same person. Mm -mm. Like I go from relationship to relationship to relationship Mm. and this is the longest that I've stayed single. It's crazy. Rowing Liberating. You know, like the evolving of yourself. Yeah, you get to like find all the little treasures. I've learned so much about myself because my mum's called me a chameleon because I tend to like turn into the person I'm dating. Yeah, right. Like I really adopt their likes and interests, and everyone mm-hmm. does. Yeah, but I like if if they they become like the stronger personality, and I'll adapt to who they are. Right. Okay. It, it's not the other way around. <laughs> so I've really learned who I am, what I like, um, in the best way. 
great. It's been great. But now I'm just kind of like, okay. Well, I'm ready to share that now. I'm ready to share it now. I'm confident that I'm not going to lose it. Yeah. And you just want to share it. But now maybe you're too confident. Yeah. Maybe the universe is just like, no, no, you've got more learning to do. Maybe I'm not ready. That universe. I know. Oh, my God. I know. They're always giving you the opposite of what you want. I know. But they're giving you the best for you. Exactly what you need. Oh, shut up. I know. hate the universe. I was like... (laughs) I love you. Don't do anything bad to me. I was like talking to um, tell my partner maybe like a month ago, just under a month ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, everything's going so great. And everything was like, everything was just amazing. Everything is still great. But everything was really, really good at that time period. And I was like, you know, everything's happening kind of exactly how I wanted it. And things are falling into place without me really even trying like it's just like the universe is giving me everything and tom was like stop talking like you're gonna jinx it and like things are gonna go bad and i was like no you have to show that you're grateful and i love you and wow the universe is amazing and then within like two weeks of oh like even a week after i like made these comments we found out our cat was really sick and like was not long for the world and then we also found out our apartment was gonna get sold and we had to move and I was like, and then you couldn't find a place to live for a while. Oh, and like the rental market is so insane in Sydney no. at the moment. Anyone that's trying to rent, like, it's my awful. heart goes out to you. This is terrible for everyone. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, really wanted to kick me in the ass there, universe. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And Tom's just like, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> told you so. Don't say anything. I was, like, I was just trying to be nice. Don't jinx it. I was trying to say thank you yeah. for doing me so solid. And then <laughs> you decided to not do me solid and hurt me. And then I got diabetes. <laughs> and I'd been saying, like, because I also do strongly believe that everything comes in threes. Oh. Like, I'm, a, I'm that person. Like, everything comes in threes. Good things come in threes. Bad things come in threes. And I feel like when a really bad thing happens, you're like, okay, well, maybe this is like a big wave coming. And you look out for them. And I think the diabetes is my final third. And I'm kind of happy. That's good. That we're over the wave. Yeah. You know, I can oh, focus it on. because it was the cat, it was the house, and then it was diabetes. Yes. Okay, yep. So you're done. I'm Actually, done. no, I think of that as well. Like, sometimes the bad things comes in three and like if the two bad things have happened and like right what's Where's next the third? what's next yeah. i'm prepared yeah you know at least i'm going into the christmas period hey good not looking for my third that's good i sound very um superstition Superstitioned? yeah are you like a horoscope girl you're not no what what is your sign scorpio oh that's right. We've had this conversation <laughs> and I'm a Gemini yeah. and apparently both of those are like the red flag star signs. Yeah, but Gemini's and it, more of a red flag. Hang on a second. You just said you weren't a horoscope girl. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to go in and out. <laughs> okay. I'm going to I'm gonna fluctuate. See, I only, I only know about my sign. Actually, I don't even know about my sign, but like I don't know any other sign. I don't know any like other sign. Like when someone's like, oh, they're such an Aries. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. People keep being like, oh, you're having an Aquarius, babe. And I'm like, cool. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I be doing that. I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I we so we went to like a recording last week together. Grace and I went mm. to a recording of like another podcaster. Mm. And they brought this up about like religion. Yes. And that like religion is dying or we're going to have a new wave of religion. Yeah. And she brought up, so this is, her name's Flex. She's a influencer in Australia. I love her. Love her. Love Flex. And Frooms. And Frooms. Love them both. They're both wonderful people. So good. But Flex brought up this thing where she was like, but we do have a religion right now mm. and it's horoscopes. Yeah. And the universe. Astrology and like, is and astrology. like popping off. And I was like, right wow, now. I had never actually thought of that because you are, you're believing in a higher being that, yeah, astrology mm. is a religion. And some people 
people are really into it and I love that for them. I'm just not. But I do believe in the universe. I, like I do believe that there is like not really God. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. And I'm not discounting that he doesn't exist for you if that's yeah. who you believe in. But I do feel that there is uh, something that's taking care of you. Oh, for sure. And like when we were listening with this, with that podcast of Flex, she was talking about how is religion going to hold on in the future? Yeah. Are we going to become religious? What we will decide is religious might change like astrology. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about it is you're tracking like in countries that have like higher rates of poverty versus like higher rates of like a better economy. I can't think of the word that's opposite of poverty. Like rich, a rich country versus yes, yeah. a poor country. Um, like a, a um, what's it called? A first world? No. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. First world country yeah. versus um, Third world. a developing country. Oh, yeah. developing. And like developing countries are always going to have higher rates of religion yes. versus first world because you don't need religion as much when you have your materialistic things, mm. right? Because you're like, I don't need God. I'm doing great. Yeah. But if you're not doing great and you're like, oh, all these things are happening that are beyond my control Must in poverty, believe. I need to believe in God. Super, I, I back it. But having the privilege of being in Australia and being a first world country, we're not that religious, but spirituality is holding on. And yeah. that's what I feel like we're seeing with astrology and us believing in like the universe. And my issue with religion, not one specifically, kind of like across the board is how structured they are. I yes. don't... I don't need a really, I don't need a structure to tell me how to live my life. I'm comfortable with how I'm living my life and I have my own moral code and I can apply spirituality to my moral code without yes. needing to do like a monogamous relationship yeah. with a type of belief. Well, you can take things from spirituality that mm. serve you and you don't have to take the rest and it won't punish you for that. Whereas no. like, you know, I, I grew up Catholic. Yes, same. You know, the Bible said it was written however many thousand years ago. And mm. it's just like, if you believe in this, you have to believe in all of it. Yeah. And it's Bible, as <laughs> as the saying goes. As our girl Kardashian, <laughs> Kardashian girls. Bible. Bible. But uh, what I don't understand is like some, the thing with the Catholic Church is like they've been able to change things to serve them. Mm. You know, like um, sex before marriage used to be like you could stone someone for having sex before marriage, right, yes. back in the day. Mm. And so that's changed. Right? Yeah. In, like, most extreme senses, like, yes, you save yourself for marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you're, you're not going to... There's a lot of Catholics out there that aren't saving themselves. Exactly. <laughs> but then on the whole, like, homosexuality kind of debate, you mm. know, like, even because we had a plebiscite how many years ago? I want to say 2017 was when it we was had... It was my the... 21st birthday, so it was five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So 2017 mm. is when mm. we voted in gay marriage as being yeah. legal. Yeah. But there was so much religious debate about that. So, like, it says it in the Bible that marriage is meant to be between a man and a woman but I'm like there's so many different things in the Bible that you have changed to serve you so why is this not the same and it's like yeah holding on to certain beliefs over others and it's just like it's a a sense of control and that's the part of structure that's the structure part sorry of religion that I can't abide against yeah abide by abide by (laughs) (laughs) I love just throwing words together we're well spoken (laughs) we're well spoken no and I agree Um, but I like I like the spirituality thing because it it like even though like it's not under the big term of religion Mm. but you can take what serves you and you leave the rest and you're not going to be punished for that well i think the core of religion is faith right like Mm. my my dad once said to me that the hardest thing to do is to have faith Mm. and it is like it's it's completely vulnerable to just like give yourself up and have faith in something knowing that there's no return. Yeah. By you giving this faith, no one's going to come and provide you any proof. No. You're just like blind trusting faith. something 
beyond your control and yeah, hope it, not even hoping, just knowing that it'll work for the best. And so I, li- I like that idea of being able to have faith because I think to be able to open yourself up like that is very, very important for your own mental health and your understanding of so, like where you should be in society. Yeah. But I don't need the, structure, the rest of it. The rest of yeah. it. I don't yeah, want to sit in the strict, church on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, there is something beautiful about mass. I remember like, I used to go when I was in high school. There is something beautiful and kind of like wholesome about going to like a religious gathering like that. Yeah. But there are some parts where you're just like, I, yeah, there's just some parts about religion that I'm just like, I don't understand why I, you're imposing these rules. We could go on about this forever. This is such a <laughs> – we got deep for our first no, unscripted. I told you it's an open, safe space. It is a safe space. <laughs> we went to my little sister's Holy Communion, which is very cute, and we were sitting there and Tom and I were like, God, this is long. It oh, is. there's so many songs. Oh, my it God. It's like going to like a um, a wedding that has a mass involved. Like oh. a, wedding, a wedding does – Actually, a wedding doesn't have to last that long. No, but if you, you add, wrap it up in like twenty minutes, if, if you, you have it. a service, it's an over an hour thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And listening to like the priest no. talk about things. I went to a wedding recently that was like talking about sexuality in your marriage and like how important it is to open up your sexuality now that you're paired together. And I was like, what? I haven't heard Catholicism go into sexuality as deeply as this priest has it depends on what he's defining as sexuality because i think it's just like i think just having sex it's just about yeah. being open and having sex yeah, yeah. it yeah. was there was no like alternative forms of sexuality <laughs> yeah, it's like being discussed start sleeping with the same gender no, you know and let's <laughs> be open now that you're like bound together start yeah, now sleeping that around commitment i'm willing for you to get a bit freaky yeah. <laughs> get your kinks on yeah, and i'm free friday night <laughs> <laughs> we can share the wine we can share the bowdy <laughs> And he also, the other thing about this wedding that kept killing me was the priest kept saying, God willing, you'll have children. God willing, you'll have children. Everyone actually, kept saying, God willing, you'll have children. This actually Ooh. brings me back to the single chat we just had before mm. about like telling people that they should be finding someone as well. Yeah. Same thing with kids. Oh. That like I, my, my younger sister doesn't want to have kids. Mm. I'm of the belief that I don't want to have them, but I do know that if I met someone who really wanted children, I would have children. Just not because for them, but I know that like if that's what they needed to be happy, I'd You're be like on the fence. I'm on the fence, but mostly I'm leaning towards I don't want them. Yeah. If I share that with anyone, most people most people are like, You'll change your mind. Oh. Or when are you gonna have kids? Are you sure you no, you want kids? And it's just like, why can you not be accepting Mm. of my choice to be Mm child-free because of the same sense of like finding a partner as well i am whole Mm -hmm. without children absolutely without a partner if i don't want a partner there is absolutely i mean have have your kids grace have your baby thank you have your baby and i know that that's something that you've wanted and you're going to be so happy and i'm so excited for you but i don't know i don't understand how some people and particularly generations above us because that was Mm. so Mm. expected of them to have children yeah yeah. they find it so hard to accept that our generation a lot of us are choosing to be child free and they're just like that's not right but i also like i know that i have wanted children since i was a child yeah like since I was, like, nine, I've been playing, like, a mother and, like, loved the idea of, like, having a baby. And so equally in that idea, it's like, well, if I was fairly confident from a young age that I knew that I wanted to have children, I'm sure if there was the lack of wanting children from a child, like, you, that's a valid decision. You know, it's not like last night you decided. And I hate this idea of, like, 
oh, I don't want children. And people are going, oh, you'll change your mind. And that happens to maybe me. Maybe if I, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Shut up. Who cares? Yeah. I don't want children. No, yeah. It's been on my mind for a little bit because, I, yeah, I'm getting to an age now where it's kind of like, well, you're getting 30. So, like, when are you going to get married and when are you going to have kids? Do you know that if you have a baby past, I think it's 35, you're classified as geriatric. Are you kidding they, me? They call you a geriatric I'm going to be a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> I'm going to have a geriatric pregnancy. If I ever have kids, it'll be past 35. I cannot imagine. That's disgusting. How you would react if you were told by a doctor, oh, so you're a geriatric pregnancy. That's- like, surely there would be some backlash there. I would have some backlash being called geriatric at 35. Well, actually, on the same vein, technically I am considered plus size. Did you know that? No, I hate that idea. If I was a model, I'd be classified as a plus size model. I think that's disgusting. And I'm not saying that I'm a stick. Like, I would be classified as a plus size model if I was a model. Same thing, geriatric is 35. That's disgusting. It's garbage. (laughs) It is garbage. in relation to whammons. It is whammons. How come whammons get these terrible labels? Yeah, I think this leans a little bit into the topic that I did have kind of loosely prepared for today. Mm. Something that happened in the media last week for us, Taylor Swift released her new album. Mm. It's amazing. Have you heard it? I'm not a, I'm not a, Swiftie. I'm not a Taylor girl. I'm not a Swifty either, um, but I did listen to it. Yeah. And I think it's uh, all the Swifties are loving it because it's the first time where she's been like they not controlled. And she has a very popular song at the moment called Antihero. Um, yes. And I really like the song because it's about a battle that you have with yourself, you know, hating yourself and being your own worst enemy. And oh, like, that's nice. Like the key line is, it's me, hi, I'm the problem. Mm. It's me. And everyone else agrees. And there was a part of her music video that got taken out of the video because people got offended. Mm. So she's standing on a scale Mm. and she has another version of herself which is kind of like her inner thoughts who are like yelling at her for being overweight and it's about her body image Mm. and she's looking down at the scales and there's instead of numbers the word says fat okay people got offended and she's Mm. taken that out because they're saying that that's fat phobic and i agree it's kind of implying that being fat is a negative thing Mm. right but her but she was talking about her own experiences the media for as long as i've been alive has always told me that being thin is desired Absolutely. And if you're not thin, then you're ugly. What was Kate Moss's favourite line? Oh, um, nothing tastes as good nothing, as skinny feels. Nothing good. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> Baby friend. Oh I'm actually, like you just said the words, and I'm still, <laughs> nothing good. <laughs> Grace. Oh, oh. Look, let me come back in six months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe then I need you start more. Start your maternity know. leave now, know. hey? No. <laughs> Yeah, um, nothing no- good. Nothing tastes. <laughs> <laughs> nothing tastes as good, good as skinny, skinny feels. feels. Thank you. That was everywhere. Yeah. And that was like said throughout all of my high school yeah. experience. Yeah. And like, like all 12 of 12 tab- years old being oh. like, mm-hmm. all of the tabloids, you know, it was always focused, especially for women. It was always focused on body image, how they've like, oh, they've gained weight or no. Mm-hmm. Oh, they need to lose weight. Oh, look how she, this is how she lost her weight. And like, mm-hmm. even there was like a panel interview with Scarlett Johansson and another actor, I think for one of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. And he got asked this like very nice kind of like complex question about preparing for the role. Whereas they asked like, what diet did you go on yeah, to fit to into fit- your costume yeah and so what i want to kind of like discuss now is like is the word fat offensive because i think what's happened in this kind of pop culture kind of debate with taylor taking this part out of her Mm. um, video is that having that word there was fat phobic Mm. and kind of implies that looking fat is not desirable and i understand that yes it is and they're trying to reclaim the word fat yeah but is it offensive 
to use fat as an adjective for someone. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to get at? No, I fully get it. And I feel like I'm trying to like figure out how to word things correctly because I feel like... Because we are, we're, we're trading on... It's hard. It's, like, I, it's like, a even big now, topic. It, you know it is mean? a big topic. And it's like, I think we're in this point where like there's women that are like not petite and uh, might might be on the larger side and they'd be like, I'm fat and I'm okay with it and I'm I'm sick of being told that I'm beautiful when I say I'm fat. Yes, because like, yeah. Okay, but I can be fat and beautiful at the same yes. time. Like you don't have to say, No, you're not fat, you're beautiful. But also at the same time, it's like when it comes down to it, fat has been used as such a like offensive word for so long. The connotations are there. The feelings are there. So how can we take that? How do we take it? Like Taylor Swift, I think you are like this huge public figure. And so maybe you taking away that part of your music video is the start of people not associating like the word fat the yeah the word fat with being ugly but currently where we are in society fat means ugly yeah whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing i don't think it's a great thing because it is just an adjective it's not like a it's not a definition of beauty at all no. but it like if someone was to yell at me on the street you're fat they're not saying it to be like I think you're hot. <laughs> they, That's true. They, they're letting me know that they think I'm ugly. <laughs> you know yeah. Like, so it's definitely still a bad word. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it to anyone. No, and I wouldn't either. But I do also think like there's this, uh, and I, I don't, there's this like tricky part of social media at the moment, which I kind of back where. I'm sick of seeing really quite thin women talking about like it's okay to not look your best on social media and showing like these a little roll like their skin just being skin and yeah. doing the natural thing and they're just like look you know like it's okay I'm I'm doing this to show that like everything's okay with you and you're beautiful the way you are and it's like great I don't look like that when I roll down I have two quite large dough rolls <laughs> like there's no definition in my skin um do you think that's going to be accepted on Instagram as much as your little skin rolls are? Yeah. I mean, still, like, I appreciate them trying to be raw and honest that, yes, no one's perfect on Instagram. But, there is, like, is that insulting to someone who, like, they're just like, well, that's actually my goal body. Yeah. What you think is, like, the ugly version or, like, the reality version, that's actually, like, that's goals yeah. for me. I think, like, as someone that's – I've never been, like, thin. I've never been, like, petite. I've always been large. I – destroys me i'm like oh stop talking like when we talk about like wanting to see more on social media that isn't fake and isn't just like this stereotype of women and one type of woman it doesn't mean that that singular type of woman changes her angle no it means seeing more different types of bodies and like i do really enjoy the fact that chloe kardashian as much as people don't love the kardashians i love the kardashians yeah we love i'm them. a big fan of them bible but uh, Bible. <laughs> uh, as much as people don't love them, Khloe Kardashian did change the game by giving multiple models for the same clothes. Yeah. So, like, you're not just seeing plus size women only for a certain type of clothes that they're going to throw out the back and they don't actually want on their main website. Yeah. You go there, you say, hey, I'm a size 18 and every single piece of clothing on her website in Good American is going to show you a size 18. Uh, Abby, Abby Chatfield has just done this as well with her verbose label. Yeah. So like if you're a size 18, you click on 18 and it will show you a size 18 model. And I love that. It's great. And it's like, this is how you, this, this is how you do inclusivity for absolutely body positivity and like when i would like hear people talk like people of color talk about the fact that they wanted to see more people like them mm -hmm. i could 
appreciate the idea, but I never fully understood what they meant, right? Yeah. Because I, as like a Caucasian person, I saw everything, didn't, I was like, sure, if, if, if you feel like you need that, that's amazing. But I'm not, under, I, I could never like empathize with them. No. I could just sympathize and just be like, if that's what you're saying, I, I want to help you. Yes. But ever since seeing size inclusivity, which is probably the more relatable topic for me, yeah. I'm like, oh, when I see these people in the jeans or the tops or the dresses in a size 18, I'm like, maybe I could pull that off. Yes. And it makes me feel better about the idea of me wearing certain types of clothing. And so I'm like, oh, this is why it's really important to have inclusivity it across is. the board for everything. It is. Because what you do is heavily involved by media and marketing and everything in your life. And so let us in. It's good. I yeah. think it's a good thing and we are moving in the right direction. It was just it just really sparked an idea in my head and you know like even for me <laughs> as a petite woman as you say <laughs> like I'm very conscious of how I look in my videos. Mm. Um but I'm also really trying hard not to be too hard on myself to lose weight to fit some kind of influencer stereotype. I mean, I'm not the typical influencer anyway. I don't do yeah. those kind of like f- I don't do those photos where yeah. you know I'm airbrushed with a tan. I'm also really trying to embrace my my pale skin as well. As you should, it's gorgeous. Thank you. But all like all influencers all have the same shade of tan skin and yes. the same shade of blonde hair and the yeah. same size. So I'm really trying to not be that. No, I take that back. I'm trying trying to just be myself. Yeah, but I'm trying to really not because th- there's nothing wrong with them looking like that. They're gorgeous as well. I'm really trying to be kind to myself in terms of like what I look like, especially because the videos that went most viral for me were the stomach videos where I kind of walk in slow-mo. It's like a little model catwalk, yeah, walk yeah, me yeah. being all the different alcohol. Yeah. I actually haven't filmed one of those in a couple months because I have put on weight. Right, okay. And I don't like the way that I look. Mm. And I'm really, really, really trying to change my perspective and mm. to just be like, but this is what you look like and you're beautiful and – it's important for everyone to see every different size yeah. in the media. So it's like I am trying to get there, but it's a fight within myself because hard. I feel like to be on social media, I have to look a certain way. Yeah. It's my own battle within myself. And same with like trying to fit into my sister's bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. But this is the body I'm in and it's gorgeous. Don't it's change it. It's doing you well. Dress needs to fit you. Absolutely. I, I went through like a change where I I like steadily been gaining weight consistently for the last maybe like 18 months, two years. Again, was never a particularly thin woman, but put on quite a bit of weight in the last two years. And then it got to a point where I was like, nothing fits me. And I just need to accept that I've gone up a size. Yeah. And as soon as I bought the clothing that fits me, How good. I was like, wow. I felt so much better, better about myself. I did the same thing recently. Oh, it is so empowering. Nobody knows what size you're wearing. No. I had this like like epiphany in the like clothing store, like in the change room. I put on a size 14 and I was like, wow, I look fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, nobody knows what size you're wearing, Maddie. Why are you trying to fit into a size 12? Yeah. It was so Why? weird. It was a game changer to just like, Go up a size. And just see the world how, how was intact to fit the right way. The world didn't implode. It yeah. was, everything was fine. And I looked really good in that jean in those yeah. jeans. And they're the jeans I'm wearing right now. Oh, and you too. She looks gorgeous, everyone. <laughs> I feel really good in them. And yeah, I'm just, good. Like, just went up a size. It's weird. It's a weird mental shift. But I also feel like I don't know if your mum was this way, but I like definitely know that there was a generation of women 
around like our mum's ages where it was like such a thing to explain like how thin they were back in the day. Well, they still do it and they explain how much they've eaten. And I have already actually done it in this episode and I like want to slap myself in the face (laughs) because, you know, you share I didn't really eat that much. And it's like it's it's almost like they're boasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm only doing it because I'm fucking lazy and I can't be bothered to cook. But it was like uh, they would be so proud Mm, mm, to mm, share mm. how thin they were. Yeah. And saying to their daughters like, oh, you know. When I'm hungry, I just have a few almonds. <laughs> and you know, most of the time when you're hungry, you're actually thirsty. And you just need to drink or like, water. Hey, mum, I'm hungry. Have a piece up. of fruit. Yeah. When they say have a piece of fruit, and you're yeah. like, I would throw this apple at your head. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. And I hate it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, and I used to hate, like, when I was in high school, girls used to love, and I'm sure it happens with boys as well, but I would find it with girls. They would come up to me and they would be like, oh my God, guess what I've eaten today? I'd be like, what? Only an apple. And it was such a... And it was such a claim. Yeah. Such a, like, I got to three o'clock and I have no energy and all I've done is burn calories and I haven't gained any. And it's like, that is the most soul-destroying thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't grow up in a household that was, like, ever a diet household. Like, my mum was always, like, very fit and healthy and, like, she was a petite woman, like, all of her life and Mm. she still is a petite woman. But she just, like, ate naturally Mm. what came to her. Yeah. But then I would, like – Yeah, very instinctive. And I would, like, go to other girls' houses and I would, like, know their eating habits already and I would know, like, oh, okay, like, you definitely think about everything that you put in your mouth. Mm. And then I would think about – and then I would see their mum. And they would, and their mum would do the same thing. Yeah, you learn. And it's a learned behaviour. Hundred percent, it's a learned behaviour. And your mum thinks about it constantly. Your mum's talking about their own body constantly, so they might not even like outwardly say to their children, like, "You need to do this. You need to do that." Granted, I did also see that, and that was mm. terrifying. Mm. And those mums, I'm like, ah, stop doing that. But um, even if you don't mean to, you know, like every single time you stand in front of the mirror and go, yeah, and suck in your stomach and go. Oh, all right, well, I don't look like that. Well, it's fine. Well, maybe I'll lose the five kilos next month. Like, you're killing your children. Yeah. It's so upsetting. Yeah. And but maybe it, we'll change it. But their parents probably did it to them too. Hun- yeah, it's, it's awful, all just a cycle. Awful cycle. We're trying to change it. Yeah. I mean, like, every time I look in the mirror, I do stand on the side and I look at my belly. Same. Every single time. Same. And I and I'll, I I don't know how to not do that. And I feel like the only time I'm not doing it is when I'm not looking at myself in the mirror. And I actually have to stop myself from, like, hiding from the mirror sometimes and just be like, you need to stand in front of the mirror and be like, everything's okay. Yes. And I'm like, not at a point where I would be able to look at my body and be like, love you, Mm. but I can look at my body and just be like, okay, well, this is my body. One step at a time. And I do think, especially having children now, I'm like, one of the things that I'm going to be conscious about is what I do in front of them. Yes. So like whether or not I will ever be able to break these like chains of body image that have been in my society my whole life, maybe not. But I can ensure that I don't show it to my children. That's and nice. hopefully they don't see me going like <gasps> sucking in my yeah. stomach. Yeah. This whole body positivity chats, it's like very important. But I think it's going to take a very long time before we get used to it. I agree. Should we wrap that up? I think it's done. So, yeah, that was our first unscripted episode. Send me a message on Instagram if you liked it. We will continue doing the Tell Me mm. About It episodes. Um, they're not going anywhere because they are very fun. But I just wanted to have some unfiltered chats with Grace about things. And I think yeah. we tackled some pretty heavy topics today let us know what you think and um we'll catch you next week goodbye